0: What are we to make of the world the artist finds himself in? There are hard angles and reflective silvered surfaces leading nowhere. And the whole scenario in these photographs seems solely about the self, about self-reflection. And we realize with Anna Mudd that in the modern world, the omnipresence of reflective surfaces has made it almost impossible for people to avoid seeing themselves seeing. And so what is the art that represents such a world? For Daniel Trivanov, it is the music of the Silver Age of Russia. Scriabin, Stravinsky, and Prokofiev and we're viewing the photographs taken by Dario Acosta to capture the inner essence of Trivanov's musical exploration in this album. The photos are black and white and gray, somewhat mysterious in their meaning, with the artist shot into these spaces with only his instrument. that this artist, Daniel Trevanov, has literally been shot in, as all of us have been in the course of the pandemic. But in his isolation, rather than self-searching, he undertook a journey of what might be called soul-searching. He entered deeply and profoundly into the world of Johann Sebastian Bach, playing sometimes eight hours a day, this music of Bach, as he explored the late great work, The Art of Fugue. And what Trifonov experienced is illuminating. Sometimes Bach's work is hailed as a beautiful creation of the intellect. Douglas Hofstadter refers to the musical offering as one large intellectual fugue in which many ideas and forms have been woven together. And yet, and yet, an artist as gifted as Trevinov can plunge into the 14 fugues and four canons and discover something marvelous. The why and the what for of these musical proportions. And he experiences the relativity of time, but also the suspension of time. while at the same time, never abandoning the world we live in, because this music reveals the heart of this world to us, our hearts, and for Bach, the heart of his God. And so now we understand something about the photograph on the cover of the album that resulted from Trivanov's journey with Bach. Rather than an edifice of the intellect we see a large tree with overarching branches in a field and there at the base of that tree is Daniil Trivanov. Sitting in silhouette facing to the left, the tree and Trivanov are back to back. He is no longer head to head with his own image in a mirror as in the Silver Age no longer confined, cut off, isolated. He has entered Bach's world, a musical world that somehow resonates with this world, our world. And somehow, we are less fragmented, less alienated from the world and each other in the encounter. Is Trivanov under the tree, evoking Eden, where human relations with nature and the Divine and each other were in balance? Or enlightenment under the Bodhi tree? That's for each of us to explore as we accompany Daniel Trivanov on his journey. The album is Bach, The Art of Life, and it was released this past Friday, October 8th, on the Deutsche Grammophon label. And we had a chance to speak by phone with Daniel about the time he spent this past year with Bach.
1: I think that Bach is an, uh, an extremely special experience for both for the listener and for performer. For me personally, when I study Bach, uh, the time passes much faster than any other composer, because no matter how complex the music gets, uh, especially with a polyphony of Bach, it's somehow because there is so much clarity in how it is made and, uh, and the, the proportions and the, the harmony itself. It affects, uh, affects the mind in such a way that actually time seems to pass faster. Uh, and uh, um, usually I cannot, I cannot practice eight hours a day. That is way, that is way too much. Uh, and the only times when I would, I would do that would have been right before competitions, when I had a lot of repertoire to prepare. Uh, and that would be, even that would be, it feel too much the next day I would, I would not be able to be as productive, but with Bach, uh, when I just started learning Art of Huck and also when I was about to start performing it, I had sometimes stretches of two weeks when I would practice for eight hours and it would not feel like if it is, uh, if it is too much. And that is, that is interesting power of this music is that. Once, once you get immersed in this world, it's the time seems to stand still.
0: That's really like when you were talking about the laws of nature and so forth, you're in the moment and out of time, but you're working through the music in those proportions. And you talk about those proportions, the sense that Bach had maybe instinctively about how nature is organically related to these patterns that are in trees. For example,
1: yeah. Well, uh, it's actually uh, not only instinctively, but in fact, uh, for, uh, one of the, one of the interesting things I actually read in um, in the brilliant book by uh, Sir Elliot Gardner, uh, his book on Bach, the Musical Castle of Heaven. Uh, he he describes how in the time it's actually for the church considered the fact of mere existence of polyphonic music as a miracle because. It's just the fact that, that sounds, they can be arranged in such a way that it would still make sense and have so much harmony. It was seen as, as a higher logic and, and a proof of God. And so that, that was one of the reasons why church uh, supported so much uh, the, the polyphonic, polyphonic music tradition uh, itself is as it's saw, it saw in it the evidence of, uh, uh, of God. Uh, and that also would apply to, to mathematics or to to patterns found in, in nature. So, I mean, in this case, uh, the nature theme that was chosen for the visual representation of the album is not in the sentimental sense of, of the nature, but in the sense of, of the concept itself.
0: And so when we see you on the front cover of the album, Under the Tree, there's all kinds of senses of the tree then. You describing the Art of Fugue as a tree structurally, right, with uh, trunk and branches and leaves. But also there's the family tree and the importance of the family to Bach. And you bring us and introduce us to some of the young ones who grew up to be important musicians, and you give us a sense of how important that posterity was for Bach, as well as eternity. And, uh,
1: in fact, the the children were the ones who completed the uh, ordering of the, of the art of Fugue, because the, uh, their father only uh, personally numbered first 11 fugues, and the rest, we still don't really know what was the intended order, and they were the ones who put it together and... Uh, Actually, the, the canons were even part of the appendix. they were not. Uh, there were not. There were two appendix added, uh, and so we don't. Uh, after after eleventh fugue, we don't know exactly what was intended order. But uh, so, so different musicians try uh, different hands and uh, uh, different ways to to finish it. Uh, and uh, uh, there is also a different way to finish the last fugue. Um, it's sometimes played the way it was the way it was done which is unfinished and there have been many attempts also at uh, at finishing it and uh, well I had quite enough time during the pandemic so I just tried my own at that.
0: But you tell us in the program notes about the finishing and it's really powerful the way you explain the sense of B-A-C-H and the sense of Bach as artist the subject of his art and that was something that wasn't as you say what was done and you were saying there's that tree again making his mark on the tree of humanity that way that's very powerful in terms of the building up of the cycle
1: well uh, yeah the, uh, that is uh, of course extremely complex the last hug when uh, he introduces the bach theme but it's actually interesting that that is not the technically the first time when the bach theme arrives in the cycle there is a very hidden uh, way he introduces it in a uh, counterpoint number eleven, which is the last fugue he numbered himself. Uh, it's uh, in the second second subject, and uh, it is kind of hidden within it. It's it is it is inside the subject, uh, and in some cases, it's actually starts from the same note from uh, Bach, uh, and uh, but it is part of a larger uh, uh, theme, uh, and. Um, it moves it moves it's not as obvious there as later in the last counterpoint. but also another another interesting thing is that this particular theme we can find earlier but in inverted form in the fugue number seven, oh no sorry eight. Uh, fugue number eight, it's the first one when, when he introduced the new theme and the theme is actually has uh, Triton uh, Triton in it where, uh, which, which was seen as a very very conflicting and uh, well uh, evil uh, interval. And um, so, inverted theme of Bach, the theme with a the triton, and the original theme of, of of Heart of Yucats. That seems almost as if he was trying to tell something maybe personal.
0: Well, you end the whole album project without an ounce of sentimentality with Jesu Joy. What have we experienced in the course if we go with you from the beginning to the end? What do we learn about Bach and joy? Does it mean communion with others and his higher power or his God?
1: Well, as uh, actually the, this uh, this particular choral, uh, I uh, have played in my recital programs uh, with this, uh, where I played uh, Art of Fugue. I would start with uh, Chicon, then Art of Fugue, and then I would finish with this choral. I mean, there is another choral added in the in the initial uh, publication of uh, of Art of Fugue. And uh but I particularly love this one and uh, mm, I, I think it it provides uh a certain uh, I, I just wanted to include it after after the after the art of Fuuka uh, it's a uh, well I, in the way that also after after because it was last piece uh, one one of the last pieces he wrote and. Sure. Uh, so after after that of course his heritage was already at least on this uh, on uh, in our world it was uh, passed on to his children
0: my breath is taken away when you talked about the sense of time and the time is so different when you play Bach do people tell you when they're hearing your Bach do they respond in a a way
1: I think there is so much concentration in this piece and it also requires concentration from the listener as well and uh, uh, the, it, it is a very challenging actually work to play on a, on a one instrument the, the whole thing because of course when uh, there are a number of examples when this work would be uh, done by different groups of instruments and sometimes uh, it it is wonderful actually one of my favorite recordings from the Amsterdam Bach soloists. Uh, which is a group of uh, musicians from Concertgebouw Orchestra that that uh, played on on historical instruments. The uh, recording was done, I believe, in early '80s, and they did some of the fugues would be only strings, other fugues would be only woodwinds, and several fugues would be strings and woodwinds, and woodwinds combined in uh, interesting ways, and so. Uh, there you have, of course, variety between fugues, and uh, of course each fugue has a different character. But still, it it helps. But on a piano, it's more challenging because it's the same instrument, it's uh, the same timber. Even even with different voices, you have when you do it in a string quartet, for example, you have still different sound from each instrument. But here, uh, or on organ, you can uh, use the different uh, registers. But on on a on a piano, it's uh, it's you have only one keyboard and. Uh, it's, it's, quite, it's quite unique to play this, this work on a on on piano.
0: When you call it Bach or life, that gives us a sense almost that we're being drawn through Bach's music to those grounded places in his life that might allow us to experience the heights or depths of his music as we speak of it all the more powerfully because of those earthly roots when we get a sense of the little dances, for example, or the variations on and all those things, that there was a playful and a tender aspect and not just the stern musician we often think of in Bach.
1: I think in Anna, Magda- Anna Magdalena notebook, actually, it shows the scope of interest in music uh, in Bach's uh, family because there is also music of uh, other composers as well, and some of uh, the pieces are quite surprising. like Even the Musette, for example, uh, in D major, it's uh, it's interesting to see that it also comes from the same household that then later uh, would also have, uh, have Bach rights in Art of the Fugue.
0: It's like a dynasty, isn't it?
1: Well, in case of Bach, yeah, he was clearly very invested in the, in the idea of educating his uh, his children. Four of his children were great performers and composers. The Johann Christian Bach, in fact, championed piano in a way. They were already quite developed by then, uh, and uh, he actually gave what is known to be the first public concert on a. On a pianoforte, which was in seventeen sixty eight in London. And uh, I mean, there have been performances, of course, before, but this one was like first public uh, performance. And uh, he introduced Mozart to some of the pianos from 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 London. Uh, and uh, then we have Carl Bach, who basically have uh, such a such a unique approach to composition. It's almost like if uh, he tried to not necessarily continue ideas of his father but more reinvent them and and uh, create something completely unique something that has never been done before and uh, the way the way he even places uh material together is is very interesting it's something that we will find later being used by stravinsky for example is using the different shorter fragments and then rearranging them in a very peculiar ways uh, that is, of, I mean, I'm I'm sure that is uh, that is something that Stravinsky learned from from Carl Philipp Bach in in terms of compositional method.
0: Now, every time you play a Scriabin or a Prokofiev or a Bach, obviously it becomes part of your life and who you are. It will inform your playing whether you know it or not. Having immersed yourself so deeply in this way, yes.
1: Oh well, it's uh, yeah. It was uh, of course very special journey for me to to be in this in this music and uh, of course uh, and it's uh, I think it actually it change it's in many ways it changes musician to spend with with one composer but especially when it's Bach uh, a lot of time and uh, yes I, f- I think it's I would I would say that it's, it's great for any musician to try it at least once to maybe for one year to just dedicate their time to Bach
0: award-winning pianist daniel trivanov speaking with us on the occasion of the release of his newest album and it was this past friday in fact october 8th bach the art of life a double album celebrating the family life and music making of j.s bach including works by four of his sons as well as family favorites and the centerpiece the Art of Fugue. The album was released on Deutsche Grammophon. That's the double album, Bach, The Art of Life, presented by the esteemed pianist, Daniel Trivanov and it is his newest album, Bach, The Art of Life, just released on Deutsche Grammophon. And for more information on the web, Daniel Trivanov.com. D-A-N-I-I-L-T-R-I-F-O-N-O-V. D-A-N-I-I-L-T-R-I-F-O-N-O-V. Trivanov.com.